1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf
3: Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning, June 1st. Already, here we go. New month. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. And our sponsors today, the CCA Star Tournament, Texas Insider Fishing Report, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather right now, 78 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Sunny today with a high of 84. Southeast winds 10 to 15. And then for tonight, clear skies, low of 76, southeast 5 to 10. And for tomorrow, some clouds in the morning, they'll give way to mainly sunny skies for the afternoon hours and a high of 84 with east-southeast winds, 5 to 10. I sure am liking these temperatures. That's quite nice for this time of year, no doubt about it. Tides for today. These are Galveston Channel Tide Predictions. We're on four tides. We have a high coming up at 439 a.m. It's a 1.5, then a low at 1015 a.m., a 1.1, a high at 1255 p.m., a 1.2, and then a low tonight at 905 p.m. It's a negative 0.2. And uh, looking at uh, sunrise, 620 a.m., sunset, 814 p.m., and our moon phase, 86%. It almost looks brighter than that this morning, but uh, full moon. Sunday. All right, looking at current conditions right now, the buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston it's 78 degrees with 82 degree water. South-southeast winds at 9, gusting to 11, and looks like uh, then on the Galveston Channel, it's south at 3, Eagle Point it's south at 8, and Morgan's Point up in the north end of the complex, it's south-southwest at 5, so not much to contend with this morning sure I'm liking uh, these temperatures, though, for this time of year. We will take it any time, any day. All right, let's head, head east of town. Let's go over and check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he is up to. Bill, good morning. How are you?
3: Is it just me, or is this year going by so fast that?
1: <laughs> it's smoking by, man. It just uh I
3: can't. same I for can't me, too. Believe
1: it. I can't believe May's already gone.
3: I can't either. We're, we're already blown through five months of the year, and <laughs> it just seems like it was a blink of an eye. Oh, well. <laughs> the older you get, the faster time goes. That's just what it is, I guess. But, yeah, and uh, the fishing is good over here. <laughs> it's good everywhere right now. Right. With this weather we've been having. Uh, we haven't had any Southwest syndromes or any of that kind of stuff. Have had a couple of days of Northeast wind got up pretty high, but, uh, you know, you can get around all that There's ways to work around it. Well, just but, look um, how
1: clean all the water is, man. The beachfront and in the bays, because yeah. we're not pulling those due South or Southwest winds.
3: That's right.
1: You yeah. Know. It
3: has been nice. And the fish have responded to that. There's, there's, uh, they even caught some kingfish off the jetty the other day. Wow. Sabine jetty, days. kingfish. So, yeah. How about yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear that every day. Or, yeah. Well, that just doesn't happen very <laughs> often. The water has to get no. clean for that to happen. But, um, yeah. Well, of course, there's been bull reds out there and, <laughs> and sharks and, Oh, good grief! All kinds of critters. A lot of um, shark reports but, this year, tons of them. A lot of, uh, a lot of triple tail. They say uh, I went out there one time, looked around, but I couldn't find them. Of course, it was on up in the middle of the day. I couldn't couldn't locate them. A little bumpy that day. It was kind of hard to see them. Right. Uh, the, the trout. Uh, I can pretty well catch them <laughs> just about anywhere I want to catch them right now, so that's all good. Hey, I mean they're they're still catching them on the North levee Wall. I mean you get posts on that every day, and uh, like I don't fish over there that much, but they're there. You know, the bank fishermen that really like to go, or the boat fishermen either. That's that's a good spot to throw throw a lure. Yeah, it is. And uh, drive down that wall and jump out of your truck on a, with a live shrimp, you'll catch something. But, uh, I've been uh, fishing the lake and the channel. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's pretty easy to find them, pretty easy, and there's some nice fish being caught, too. Lots of uh, 21, 23s, seeing some nice fish. But you know what I'm not seeing? I'm not seeing flounder. That huh. that is, yeah. I'm not seeing the flounder. I don't even. I really don't know anybody that's catching that many flounder.
1: You know, we had kind of sure. had a little, little. You know, it was sporadic, but you know, you had some flounder bites going on all spring. You know, the ones returning, and uh, then it's just kind of gone cold. Not seeing a lot on flounder. Anywhere. Yeah, I
3: don't know what I don't know what that's about. Um, you know, we <laughs> both states Louisiana and Texas uh, canceled the season for a while, mm. and it was kind of staggered the way they did it. And uh, now I'm not seeing any flounder. I mean, I have catch maybe one per trip, and traditionally in May would be some of the some of my better spring flounder fishing yeah. you know you'd, you'd hit a group of them wasn't like i went out and hunted them but every time i'd find them i'd bear down on them and catch them you know everybody loves flounder but um that's just not happening for me i mean sure as sure as i say that somebody else probably down the road's catching them like crazy but i'm not
1: yeah i mean that's that's the way it is i mean there's so many people fishing now somebody's gonna get on something you know you know it works
3: but i i just never did get on a gang of them you know march april i kept waiting 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 and now here's summer and you know, it's coming on real quick, and I'm still not finding them in any great numbers at all. So I'm not too sure. I'm not sure what's going on about that. <laughs> if, uh, and I'm not seeing many pictures posted about it either. So that's, uh, that's kind of bothering me. I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, it's Usually, uh...
1: It may open the door. You catch a fairly nice flounder this early in the game in the star tournament. You may get on the board pretty quick.
3: You might. Yeah, that might work out. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's what I'm seeing. And the uh, redfish kind of disappeared for me for a while. I was catching them right and left, and then they they just kind of phased out. And uh, if you go out on the jetty, you're going to hook some. That's uh, that's pretty much a given. <laughs> you get on them out there, they'll they'll be there. But oh yeah, uh, in the lake, I think a lot of them gone up into the marshes, and you know we got a lot of high water right now. I mean the tides have been up pretty doggone good. It's because these good and, winds
1: we've been having instead of that yeah. you know southerly to southwesterly flow that lower your tides. So uh, east yeah. in the wind plus. It, you know, with that wind, with a lot of east in it, it's, it keeps our temperatures down, too.
3: Yeah, that's true. It had not been that, that southwest wind. When it gets into that, that syndrome, oh, man. That we have, delgums, it just gets man. hot, nasty. It does. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Plus, if you set up <laughs> on fish, you're looking into the sun all morning long with the wind at your back, you know.
3: That's but, true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the like water it. the water in the lake and the channel itself is turned dark brown. And that, you know, it's just really, you know, Sabine Lake Brown. That's what it is. And, of course, you get out on the jetty, it's green out there. But uh, the channel itself has cleared up. It's that old brackish clear, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's, uh, if you find that kind of water here, you're going to find trout in it. It's yeah, really you are.
1: Dope. They like that, uh, you know, and they even have that, uh, tint to them. You know, they get a lot of yellow on their fins and, you know, that golden look and black backs. Yeah. Well, they make pretty fish, really
3: pretty colors. Yeah, yeah, we've, uh, and we're catching, finally catching the tide runners there, you know. Yeah, thank God thing.
1: for them this year. Everybody'd still be whining. <laughs> That's right.
3: That's right. But uh, we got them now. It's on. And, and there's a lot a little of little shot in good, the arm. Say, A lot of good, solid Texas keeper trout out there on both sides of the system. So we're uh, we're looking good. Everything. Yeah, it's
1: a shame at Lake. You working. just can't have the same size fish for both sides.
3: Yeah, that's just you know, same limits and everything.
1: That would man, that that would rebound that lake really big time.
3: It would in a hurry. I mean, I'm already seeing signs that it's it's coming around real nice, but uh, I think that uh, you know, you get where the where the fish are totally on the Texas side, and you're not getting any mix uh, like around in the you know. Texaco Island, uh, North Levy Wall, places like that where the fish don't are pretty much in Texas and stay in Texas. That's uh, mm-hmm. you, you're gonna catch uh, you're gonna catch a lot of 14s. <laughs> there's, uh, it There's seems well, to be sure you are because the
1: limit's fifteen. <laughs>
3: That's right. You know there's and of course there's some nice fish over there too. I mean we got some some pretty good sized fish everywhere, but I think that the uh, the limit thing seems to be working for us. I'm 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 thinking that if Louisiana would just go that way, we'd have a would have a big big bad fishery pretty quick. But I guess they're not going to do anything.
1: Remember at Sabine when they <clears throat> you know banned the uh, netting in the Louisiana waters? Remember how fast that lake rebounded and just boom there was yes. it was unbelievable when they took the nets out of the water
3: over there yeah that's right that's Remember when that? everything really that's when everything really come on and the it's fish got, got big, big too to
1: man there was a lot of big yeah. fish then oh
3: shoot it was just amazing mm-hmm. you know five pounders were around every corner
1: oh yeah that was a very common fish
3: and uh there was quite a few seven pounders out there. You just uh lots of them, you, know, you bet. Yeah. You go throw, throw a top water on a line isolated somewhere you could catch one of them pretty easy. But uh you know, that and I think it'll all come back around. Yeah, I'll it just takes, see
1: it. <laughs> takes a little time to rebuild, hey, no doubt. Hang on, Bill, let me yeah. knock this commercial out. I'll be right back with you, man. Hang on a second. Yeah. Well, you know, the 34th Angel CCA Texas Star Tournament, that's going on. It started this past weekend, and it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions, 120 tagged redfish swimming around in the inshore waters on the Texas coast with other species to fish for like gaff top, drum, and sheephead and flounder. And offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, lean, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournaments brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Mouty Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. Go to startournament.org or call 713 626 Forty two twenty two and sign up today.
0: Sports Radio six ten presents the outdoor show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show four eighteen here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend. All right,
3: I'm with you. All right, man. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. Um lure color has not been an issue here lately. Just about anything you throw in the water will catch a fish. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it uh, it pays to be on fish. When fishing's good and you've got a lot of fish, it uh, it doesn't play a factor too much.
3: With the water clarity being like it is, uh, now up in the lake there's some areas that uh, it's still a little off color, but, I mean, it's you can catch a fish on a lure anywhere you want to go right now. Uh, but that, you know, that, uh, that dark brown clear water that you can see down in two or three feet. That's, uh, it, it just doesn't matter what color lure you throw. I mean, I've, I've thrown everything from a, a poco loco and uh, clear with salt and pepper sparkles and a yellow tail and <laughs> you name it. Every plum, plum with blue flake, uh, purple demon color with a white tail, uh, it 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 really doesn't matter if you're in the fish you're gonna catch them they'll bite it so I mean I've tried some pretty wall the wall colors here lately and just right. whatever I've got in my sack I'm just you know reach in there and grab something and uh, it it doesn't seem to make any difference if you're working it right and you're around the fish they'll bite so that hasn't been that hasn't been too much of an issue. Now those right. fish are still moving, you know. You gotta you gotta deal with uh, how they move from day to day, but um, you know you just keep changing locations and you'll catch them. Um, I pull up on a spot, and within you know I tell everybody, okay, about five casts, and we'll figure out whether they're here or not, and. Within five casts, everybody's gonna somebody's gonna catch fish. Right. If they're there, they're there. If they're not, you might as well just crank up and move on. And uh, you just keep checking different spots like that, moving, checking, moving, checking, and uh, you know, trout. If they're there, they're gonna bite. You, <laughs> if you uh, you get set up right and get your cast where they need to be well, uh, you're going to find the fish. They, they're going to bite. So the issue about, you know, uh, whether they're there or not, that's the whole key, and you don't need to hang around. I mean, just everybody throw five, six times, seven times, and if they're there, you'll figure it out. And, you know, if they're not there, just keep going till you find them. So they're they're just following the bait everywhere they go. Uh some places are good almost every day and some uh some are not. I mean you I'm finding them in places I'm like, okay, I can't believe those fish are here. But then there they are. And they're still feeding up on you know, three or four foot of water. If you got the tide current right, you're fishing the right way. There, there's a lot of fish moving up into about three or four foot of water right now, and that's what we're there's catching. There's a
1: lot of fish shallow over here too. You know, when you find them, there's, it's uh, you know, the water temperatures are just right, and with these winds we've had, I mean, it's uh, water clarity.
3: Yeah. And and just uh, you know, seven foot is about as deep as I've been catching them now. Out on the jetty, it's different, you know. You yeah that's a whole different animal out shore. there that's different yeah yeah it's a different animal you gotta you know after the sun gets up they've got uh, a whole lot of water to get into there and they'll might back off down to uh 10 12 feet somewhere right in there mm-hmm. that's usually been the, the depth that they'll be out there but um uh, You know, early in the morning, if you get a high tide up on the on the beachfront, they're they're there too. So it's uh, it's wide open. Well, I hadn't heard a
1: heard a lot of complaints of a gaff top influx over there, and usually, you know, that's the place to win the star on the upper coast. Oh, you know, that's true. Mean big gaff tops.
3: No, they haven't been bothering me that much, and I'm. No,
1: they're nasty over here in places. That. It's like they're taking you know, over I'm, the
3: world over here. <laughs> well, keep them. That'd be okay with me. It's all you want. I did catch one the other day that must have weighed seven pounds. That thing was humongous. See, there's you.
1: There's you, star, star
3: gas top. A star, <laughs> up wholesale yeah, cats I think, I think I could just about win that every year if they <laughs> if they'd let me do it
1: now a lot those of people specifically come over there just to catch one of those big ones because it's uh you look at the leaderboards and it's always Sabine
3: yeah you just go out there on the on the uh, on the jetty and get inside the channel and anchor out there in about 10 12 foot of water. Yeah, and sometimes even deeper than that, and heave a piece of meat out there, and you'll catch one of those big dogs. <laughs> They're out there. i, I heard it, a uh, piece one of meat. family. <laughs> I
1: like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a piece of shrimp or a small finger mullet or whatever you want, and uh, they'll be there. They like the... I mean, you can catch them in the, on the Gulf side, too, but it seems like they're real dependable out there. About the last half of the jetty, you get on those sandbars that's out there, you know, right right before you you move away from the jetty but or you're not going to get hung, but right before it slides off in that 55, 60 foot of water out there, that's mm-hmm. that's where those things, they'll stay out there about 12, 15 feet. And you can just, you can mop them up. <laughs> if that's your thing, well, come get it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good for a boat.
3: If you win. Hey, absolutely. Let's get right on in there and get you some of that. That's a good place to win it.
1: Yes, it Matter is. In fact,
3: I think, I think it has been one out there two or three times. Right in that area.
1: And I've seen them get thick in there, you know, kind of between, you know, out there in the middle on all that deep, uh, you know, gutted shell, all the humps and ridges and guts and everything that run through all that shell between bluebuck and uh, the north, you know, the south levee wall, just out there in the open.
3: Yeah, out oh there yeah, by what
1: we call the goalposts and all that. I've seen them get yeah. thick and plentiful and big ones out there, catch them on top waters, nasty.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you get smacked by one of them on the top water and you're in trouble. You can't get rid of them. Well, uh,
1: oh, I'm telling you, especially you got all the hooks in them, just harmonica mouth.
3: That's an aggressive fish when you look at it. It is. You know, Do on things, they'll hit a lure, they'll hit a bait, they don't care.
1: No, they don't. They. they uh, they like get in that eating mode, it's hard to keep them off anything,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if you get if you get where there's a school of trout working and you get off to the edge, you're fixing to catch one <laughs> I yes. mean, and you'll think you'll think when it first loads up, oh, it's a redfish, uh no, it's not a redfish. <laughs> That's a disappointing feel when you know. No,
1: it feels great for about got. the first five to ten cranks on the reel, and then you know what it is. Then
3: they start you start know.
1: digging. Now you <laughs> feel that tail wiggle kick in, and they're digging deep. They're trying to go in the mud, man.
3: Oh, man. Oh, shoot.
1: Been a lot of disappointment. <laughs> People <laughs> think they got a, a giant fish on it. Only turns out to be about a four-pound gaff dog pulling, li-
3: pulling machines. Yep, yeah, they're strong. They're they're stout. Yeah, they so are willing. I got a once split you tail. Know what it is? It's a disappointing fight. <laughs> Swimmers.
1: Yeah Got tuna tails on them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, buddy. I just uh, I hope I never catch another one, but I know what's coming. But no, they're not too thick un- right now.
1: Well, that's good. That's good for you anyway. Yeah. And, you know, if yeah, you find an area it. where there's a lot of trout, you don't catch any. It's like the trout, there's enough of them to overwhelm the gaff top bite, you know, better competition. Yeah. But you get on a scattered area where it's just, you know, a trout here and a trout there. I mean, those gaff top can be overwhelming. They'll pull in there and just steal the show. You just got to pick up and leave. Goodness. Get yeah, out they,
3: of here. they'll run you off sometimes. Oh, they will. But, um, I've got a a pair of commercial crab tones, and right. uh, boy, I I can manhandle them with that. <laughs> I try not to. I don't put them in the boat. I just keep them off the side of the boat and grab them with those things on the head and squeeze. And uh, heck, you ain't gonna hurt the stupid things. are hard-headed creatures. <laughs> yep, yeah, and. Uh, those commercial crab tongs are are just long enough that you can handle them safely and, you know, that and a pair of pliers, you can get rid of them pretty quick.
1: I got, I've got a couple of pair of hardhead grabbers just for them. You know, for somebody that, you know, is not adequate, you know, just doesn't have the adequate talent to hang over the side of the boat and flip them off with a pair of pliers. And, uh, they can, they can get a grip on them and then work the... You'll take those pliers and get it just right down in the turn of that hook where it's entering the mouth. Just do yep. that old wrist flip, and they'll pop right off.
3: Yeah, it'll get rid of them.
1: And if your barb's mashed down, they come off way easier, too. If you're using a jig head with a <laughs> mash down barb, you can get rid of them pretty quick that way, too.
3: Yeah, that's that's much better. Because they, they got a rubber lip that's, Oh man, you get a barb in that, and you've got it's hard to get it's hard to get your uh, needle nose pliers into the bend of the hook. They'll be yes. they'll have it so deep in there, and that old slimy crap. It's hard to get your pliers in there where you need it to be. But I can control them with that at commercial crab tongs. That they're just long enough that you know you can reach down and catch them by the head. And pretty well have them in control. That's a, I've got two pair of those things, one in the boat and one on standby. Yeah. I, I don't have to risk getting stuck by them.
1: Yeah, that's not and, fun. No.
3: i, I got, got enough enzyme in them, back.
1: it'll, it'll hurt. It's not as bad as a hardhead though. Well, those hardheads that, uh, that'll last oh. for days.
3: I had a guy here a while back was handling them like freshwater catfish. Oh, boy. I said, I said, don't do that. You know, I said, he said, oh, I'll handle these things all the time, freshwater. I said, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Let me catch it with these grabbers, and we'll uh, get rid of them that way. And sure enough, he got poked. <laughs> that's the hurt that keeps on giving.
1: Yes, sir. Uh-huh. All right, Bill. Well, hey, bud, you have a good day. If somebody wants to call you about coming over, give them a number, man.
3: 409-673-9211. Or
1: fishthebeanlake.com.
3: Yes, sir. we got plenty of good trout fishing going on right now. Sounds so, good. All right, you have a good one. Talk Thanks, Bill. You, you
1: too, buddy. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune into to the Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. And this show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And the Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and reds inshore and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night at 10.30, Fridays mornings at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Captain Mickey for the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. You can take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tag redfish are swimming around in Texas inshore waters with other species to fish for like gaff top, drum, sheephead, flounder, You can offshore fish for great prizes when you catch Red Snapper, ling, Dolphin, and Kingfish. Go to StarTournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cat, Dargle Boats, Hanny Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Trailers. Just to name a few, go to StarTournament.org. Or call 713-626-4222 and sign up today. Live
0: from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, old Richard Tosh. See what's going on up there. I hear the bite's been pretty good richard what's up man
0: not a lot of them you ain't kidding them harvard been doing good and them catfish been doing good too so you can't beat that
1: no you can't
0: we're going crappie fishing today so i'm not i'm not too excited about that
1: might be a marginal bite (laughs) i'll
0: tell you what this has been the worst year i've had crappie fishing in probably 15 years i mean it's and I, and I don't know why everybody keeps trying to blame it on live scope and all that stuff. And that's no, that's a bunch of baloney. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that. It's the biggest thing is these fish been getting hammered since COVID. You know, so you got the population in Houston that's been coming up here catching them since 2020, basically, and just keep on keeping on. So that, it's just a fish being fish. So it's you know it'll change up whenever everything finally settles down at the right time of year, right? So probably the front right. will probably be amazing. You know, but it's, it is one of them things. But, and you know, I see, I've already been busy this morning. I pulled up filling up the dying boat, and uh, I get to get to through and everything. This fellow comes up saying, can you get me an Uber? Well, I guess. I got that app on my phone, but I tried to figure that out and everything. And he starts telling me, yeah, I pulled in here to get me something. Something to eat this morning and and uh, somebody stole my truck. <laughs> it's
1: like Whoa. at night,
0: and I mean horrible. Already this morning it's like good night. So, and then uh, uh Willis cop. He said he pulled up there. And said if you don't know your license plate, I can't even make a report out. And I'm going, okay, that's kind of different. You ought to be able to make some kind of report. He says. So he he just said, well, and I couldn't get the dang Uber stuff to work because it's smarter than I am. So. <laughs> he said, I just live right down the road, so I gave him a ride to the house a while ago. So he'd well, go good get for all you. this stuff ready. I mean, good night. You get this time of the dying morning, somebody steals your ride. It's like, what the heck? I mean, that ain't right. So, but um, it is what it is. But I, so, I'm just now getting in. I was just fixing to dump the boat in the water, so I'd run a little behind this morning, and that's why. But I'll tell you what, though. I'm ready. To, I want these dying crappie to bite. It's just killing me that they're not, you know, it's, it, uh, but since, you know, I keep telling people since Easter, this lake has not been any kind of stable. It has been the the most stable this lake has been as, over the past two weeks. And the problem with that is the water temperature has already shot up to 81, 80, 83 degree water temperature. So the, the crappie don't like that either. You know, nothing really cares for it, but, but, uh, you know, like, right now what I'm noticing the hybrids, where I've been catching a lot of them, they're starting to actually slack off a little bit, so I'm going to have to move around. And I'm just finding schools of bait. That's what I'm looking for, schools of bait. And, uh, because so, they've been slacking off, and it, it, but the catfish are going crazy. The thing is, they're just, but they're they're fixing to change up because they're getting ready to spawn. A lot of them are full of eggs. So, you know, that was, that's, that's the next Thing we're going, I'm going to start running into a bunch of small ones. If I do that, I know I need to move up to them shallow flats where they where the funnels are that that move into those flats and stuff to catch them. So they're going to change over the next month, anyway. But but they're still going to be going good, there ain't no doubt about that. And then, funny funny story yesterday, I don't know if you saw his pictures. I had this big, big kid on the boat yesterday, right? I don't know how old he was, he was probably 17, 18, maybe. Maybe even older than that, and we first thing right off the bat we went hybrid fishing. We get out there and get started, <laughs> and very first one, but that hybrid jugs that rod down, and I don't know why everybody thinks they have to set the hook. But uh
1: no, I mean, when that rod run. goes down, that fish is already hooked, man. If it's taking yeah. drag and the rod's bent over the side of the boat, hey, just pick yeah, it up
0: regularly. He's got it. He's got it. All you got to do is get it out of that holder and just start reeling. <laughs> he jerks it out and then tries to set the hook, and about the time he went to set the hook, that rod shot out of his hands like a rocket.
1: Oh I'm, boy. Watching, I'm
0: watching 400 bucks go right down there in the bottom of the lake, and I'm going, "Oh no!" And uh, and uh, we get to fiddling around. And I said, "I might <laughs> be able to find it," you know. And I and then so we, I, you know, I'm on spot lock and everything, and we we start catching some more, you know. And there's some small ones and stuff like that. And I've been chunking around, I put you know, like some number twos or number four treble hooks on there with a big two-ounce weight. I had three or four of them big old hooks on there with that big two-ounce weight, chucking it out there on the spinning rod, trying to snag that rod and everything. And uh, we, we're sitting there, you know, like I say, we're still catching fish. Just They're, they're small ones. They're big ones. They're catching a lot of goo and uh, stuff like that. And it's like, well, that ain't right. And I think we end up catching a blue cat or something like that, too. I tell him I'm gonna make a couple more casts and we're gonna to have to move because these fish are slowing down. I I don't want to look for this rod forever. I mean it's out there, but you know, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And about about that time I, I snagged something. I said I think I got it. And I start reeling, reeling. I get it kind of close to the boat and it comes off. I said, dang it, that ain't. Good. Oh. So as so I chuck back out there and I thought, well maybe I, I maybe I wasn't a, that rod. So I chuck back out there a couple more times. Finally, I tell him I said. This is going to be my last cast. we got to go catch fish. We can't be looking for this dang rod. So I chunk it out there, drag it in, and all of a sudden I fill it again. I said, I think, I, I, I didn't even say I think I got it this time. I just, I started reeling really slow. Now, I'm using these little, like, I normally I'm using a one out circle hook, but I'm not, I went to a, like a one out bait hook. So anyway, I get get the weight up above the water, and all I see is this little bait hook hanging off of one of the treble hooks, and I said, I told him, I said, you mind grabbing that line right there, because that rod's on the other end, he reaches down there and grabs that line, sure enough, I got it by the bait hook, that's amazing, that thing is less than a, it's less than a half inch wide, and I caught it.
1: Kneeling a haystack.
0: (laughs) I guarantee you, boy, that's amazing, that's you don't get them back like that very often, but I'll tell you what—it was no. that was just pure, pure D luck. I mean, it just—at least it wasn't salt water, because if, if it had soaked in that salt water, because it's probably stayed in there fifteen minutes, soaked in that salt water that long, it been been—I'd have to tore it all apart. And I'd
1: oh yeah, too I'll bad it didn't it, have that uh, hybrid on the end of it.
0: I know, I know. See, when I first looked at it, that's what made me think—that's what made me think that I had the rod—is because. When I first hooked it, I felt something fighting. That was on that first pass. I was uh, pretty sure I had it then, and then it just came off. And then, like I say, when I came back with it, end ended up with a hook. So it was – it would have been nice to see that hybrid. I, that way I, I thought was – if I can hook this thing, we might get to see that hybrid It jerked it out of your hands. So, I mean, it's funny as heck just to watch it. I mean, if he, uh, you're standing up and you're Raised up on that rod and of a sudden, it's just I like I say, like a rocket just shooting right out of your hand. I mean it it before it even went in the water, it was twenty foot away from the boat. That's how far well, it's yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> that that rascal was drunken, boy, but I'll tell you what, it's it's a hoot. I'm just going glad we found the dang thing, but you know, it is it is what it is. But that was, like I say, those hybrids was, and when they get to pulling on it, like I say, everybody wants to set the hook. I don't get that. I've got about I mean, I went up to 17 pound test line. I was down to 14, but uh, everybody wants to hold on to the drag and you know put their hand on the line and it breaks them, you know. So yeah. I end up losing more than I catch, so I got rid of that. I went up to 17, thinking, okay, this will work, and I put about, I probably got eight to 10 pounds of drag on there, you know. So it's it's pretty tight drag on it, and uh, when I got when I go to tugging on it, especially with that bait hook. If they if they got that bait hook, they got it. it ain't, the circle hook's the same way. The problem with the circle hook is everybody wanted to set the hook. As soon as you set the hook with that circle hook, it always came out of their mouth. I mean, it just always. You don't hook them. I mean, it just it never would catch them. And and you got it's it's so hard to get people over that curve of not setting the hook with a circle hook. But that's yeah, it's, that's all right. That's, that's why I went down to these bait hooks. They're working pretty dang good, but. It's, the thing about them is they choke a lot of them, so i got to cut a lot of hooks off. But, you know, it just is what it is. As long as I'm catching them, I'm happy. So, and I use them. A lot of people can't believe what I'm even catching them on, on the hooks that I use because I, I, I tell them I want these shad to move as natural as possible, so I'm going to use the smallest hook I can possibly get. You know, I don't want a real thick-wired hook. I don't want a real thin-wired hook. Because a thin, real thin wire hook, he'll just straighten out on you. A super thick one's going to make the shad where he doesn't swim natural. Right,
1: too much weight one. on it, yeah.
0: Right. You know, I want them looking as natural as they can possibly be in the water. And the more natural they look, the more bites you're going to get. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. And it, you know, people say, ask me, why do they hit your baits over the bait that's in the water? Well, once you put a hook in a bait, they get, they get, uh, they send off these impulses that they're, you know, they're in stress. So those fish know the, the baits are stressed out, and that's the ones they're going to come attack. So, because that's, you know, easy, easy meal. You know, they don't have to chase it. It's already stressed out, so they're going to get it. So, as is, it is, you know, when you kind of do it as much as I do, you figure all that stuff out, and you, you know, you start thinking that way. And and a lot of people don't think that way, and that's why they don't catch a lot of fish. You know, there was one day I was sitting over on this one spot, and this guy was sitting twenty yards from me. We jerked probably fifteen of them in, and he finally picked up and left. Uh, You know, that's uh, he just and he was trying to catch them too. I think he caught one or two of them, but you know, if you're not if you're not in the right depth of the water column, if you're not, you know, if you're just not doing the right things, you're just not going to catch them. You know, a lot of people. I'm gonna say probably 75% of the people think you throw a bait out and lay lay it on the bottom. Not correct. These are like pelagic fish. They're like tuna. They want to. They they're always cruising around searching for something to eat. And it doesn't matter where they're at in the water column, they're gonna eat. But exactly. your bait needs definitely bait definitely needs to be above the above the fish because they always shoot up. They, they very rarely will go down for a bait, but they'll always
1: They like come to feed a, in an upward motion, kind of like trout do, and uh, redfish just yeah. the opposite.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You, when they when they feed in that upward motion, you catch more of them than you do on the downward. You know, now and you know, when them you know them reds down there cruising around on the bottom, getting all them crabs and stuff. Shoot, tell yeah, you catch them down there on the bottom, just like a catfish. You know, and, and for the most part, catfish. Stay on the bottom and feed, but right when the water temperatures change, that all changes. They come up, so you got to start. And I'm starting to notice the thermocline be- beginning to build in the lake, so that's that's going to be the next thing. Yeah,
1: so it's getting get that time of year, man. That'll be your next yep. uh, next pattern to to figure out and uh, catch them consistently. Well, Richard, I got to run. I consistently got to stay on time here. Yeah. So if somebody wants to call you. How do they get a hold of you, bud?
0: All right, Mickey, you want to get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dude's guide service. You can email me at admin at fishtudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishtudetx.com.
1: All right, Richard, have a good day. Be safe out there, buddy. Catch them up. y'all have fun. Later, man. All right, now let's go to Matagord and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up?
2: Morning, Mickey. How are you?
1: Good morning. How are you, Charlie?
2: Fair to Midland.
1: Atta boy. a work.
2: Same old, same old. Nothing new. Fishing no nine and ten fishnet.
1: pounders to talk about this morning?
2: <laughs> no. No. No monsters? No, no. In fact, you know, I was really shocked last weekend that the crowds were not just outstanding like they normally are on a, on a holiday weekend. They, right. There, there was a lot of people in Matagorda, but I think there was more people on the beach than there were fish. Right. But, uh, and it wasn't that great that, uh, you know, you're either on them or you're off of them. Everybody's not catching them, I can tell you that. Right. <clears throat> and we <clears throat> still got an abundance of 16 to Almost 17-inch fish. <sighs> well, Lots of them. September
1: 1st, you can put them in the box. Mm, yeah.
2: Afraid that's going to happen, too.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And you get five. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. If you'd have told me that back in the 70s, I don't even know if I'd have put the boat in water. Gas was, what, 35 cents a gallon?
1: 35, 40 cents. Yeah. We had them old gas-guzzling outboards, man. I mean, it. Uh, if you were working birds, you'd get about a half day in and have to pull back in and refuel so you could work birds in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how those old outboards just drank fuel?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were all running 16, 17, 18-foot boats. Yeah. Thought we were big dogs out there, too. Oh, yeah.
1: Those were Cadillacs back in the day. Nowadays, man, we oh, consider those gar rigs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> gar rigs. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, uh, ain't, ain't much new. Uh, you know, we had high pressure sitting on us, too, last weekend, but uh, I think uh, this week, the the weather's been pretty good. I haven't fished since Monday. I'm going today. I'm going Wade and West today, but there hadn't been a lot of pressure since the holiday weekend. No, so I I hadn't got many reports. I I did talk to the guess the only person I talked to was Bink, and he caught him Wade and once and West and right. He said he caught him in East Wade and yesterday too. So. We got fish to catch. You just got to got to go and fish for them. Do a little hunting, and that's what we like to do. We like to hunt anyway. I know uh, I was fishing on top of a reef with uh, some boys one day last week, and uh, we had a big gaff top on, and <clears throat> got it up to the boat. And I mean, this huge shark! I can't never remember many sharks going after gaff top.
1: I've never seen it. I've heard about it. But I've ne- I've never seen it. it uh, I've tr- boy, they're, I've tried to they're hungry if they're eating gaff tops. <laughs>
2: yeah. I've tried to put my thinking cap on, and I can't remember what he did like that. And I mean, no. when he hit it, buddy, you talk about a bloody mess. <laughs> it looked like he hit a, <laughs> a whale out there. <laughs>
1: Just well, I meant that
2: made a bloody slick it did it did i don't know sometimes the gaff top are bad they're uh, the last two times i've been in east bay we haven't even had a problem with them uh, um, just added up to this crazy year that we've seen uh, we got all this beautiful weather now when begging for uh-huh. it all year long and you know and now it's here and and uh now you wonder how long it's going to last. Yeah,
1: we got What's that. What is it? Up? That in invest 91 or something over there by Florida in the Gulf. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, June 1st today kicks off first day of hurricane season.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't want none of that, but it's always a possibility. No, we don't. Always a possibility. I guess y'all had big crowds over there in Galveston this weekend, huh?
1: Uh it was. It just depended on where you were at. If you were where the fish were, yeah, it was crowded. But everywhere else, there was nobody around. Right. And at uh, uh, man, our biggest crowds are really mostly guides. I mean, that's what's that's the most fishermen out there in Galveston are the guide boats. Yeah. It used to be different back in the day. It was, uh, you know, your regular, your regular fishermen and just a handful of guides. Now it's uh, a lot of guides and a handful of fishermen.
2: That's the truth. That's the truth. You know, I I don't know. I just don't see it as crowded. Since that freeze, it just hasn't been that crowded. It's like. Yeah. It's like. They all knew that we lost a lot of fish, and so they went somewhere else, which suits me fine for right now. You know what I mean? Well,
1: it's, uh, you know, when it's easier, you know, that's, that's when you're going to pull your crowds and your most fishermen when, you know, there's pretty much guaranteed they're going to get out there and catch some fish and, uh. When it's spotty like it is, it it changes things. Yeah. People find something else to go do, spend their money on.
2: They, they want they want that easy catch.
1: Yeah, let's be they realistic it. here. It costs a lot of money to go fishing now. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, especially when they you're paying me. for an expensive rig like they are now, and high insurance, and then then you got all the other expenses with going. It just it adds up
2: and the economy messed up, so it's different yeah, right now. It's got to be crowded down there at Corpus the way they get all that publicity over there, man. <laughs> That's got to be where they all went down that way, down south.
1: Well, it's really not that bad from what I hear from local guys there. I mean, it's uh, everybody's got plenty of room to fish. Yeah. It's just uh, it's not a top priority right now with a lot of people.
2: People don't that think usually that, do I all guess, the
1: fishing, they're busy working. I mean, it's uh, hard to find anybody to do anything nowadays. Nobody wants to work.
2: Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Did uh, you fish this week?
1: No, I didn't fish this week. I uh, played with my grandson for three days. He came and stayed with me. Had a good time.
2: Yeah. How old is he now?
1: A little over four. He's a... Man, he'll wear you down. He's a ringtail tutor, as my grandma used to say. <laughs>
2: yep. A couple more years, he'll be out there in that boat with you.
1: Dang right. That's, uh... I'm going to give him a little that's while. The It'll be time to break him in hardcore.
2: Yep. I had a seven-year-old on a boat the other day. He had a big time. Yeah. Reeling in those yeah, 16-inch...
1: That's awesome. Hey, they just yep. like to bow up. Got to keep them busy.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, Charlie. Well, hey, buddy, somebody wants to come over and fish with you, give him give a number.
2: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401.
1: All right, Charlie. Hey, have a good day. Good talking to you.
2: Okay, take care, Mickey.
1: See man. All right. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.